thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Hey, uh, Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. We're in a series called Put Off, Put On. What we're looking at is the stuff that we need to put off as believers that isn't part of our uh, outer coat, so to speak, and the stuff that we need to put on our lives or that needs to be in our lives. And today, we are in Ephesians chapter 4. We're looking at verses 26 and 27, if you'll go there with me. Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. It says, In your anger do not sin, and do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. I know some of you are thinking, guys, preacher, if you'd have told me you were going to talk on that, I wouldn't have come. I know that's why I don't tell you, okay? Now, anger is a big deal. There's another little, there's another condition that is snuck into some people's lives, and it's called hangry. You may suffer from the condition of hangry. Let me help you with hangry. Hangry is when I get hungry, I get angry. Anybody out there got hangry? Because there's some people that get hungry, and they just need a snicker because they're not themselves. <laughs> Amen? Have you, have you been around those people? Oh, if you're married to them, don't raise your hand. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is there's times, man, that, that that condition can sneak up on you because if you're not careful, we go out to eat, and we're really, really hungry, and this sweet little waitress will come to her ta- our table to wait on us, and it's not her fault that we have hangry, but we're about to do some hangry on her if she don't get us that food quick, all right? And don't let me run out of sweet tea because I'm about to hangry on you if you let me run out. So sometimes we can get hungry, and we can angry, okay? And anger is a problem in people's lives, okay? Now, let me ask you a question. Is anger a sin? You may or may not want to answer out loud, okay? Is anger a sin? Anger itself is not a sin. That's why the Bible says, in your anger, do not sin. We just read that. See, some of y'all like, I think we just read that, yes. So, Open book test, I mean, I still didn't do very good, all right? Um, In your anger, do not sin. Anger itself is not a sin, okay? So if I get angry, that's not a sin, okay? God, I'm sorry I got angry. No, that's okay. It's the product of anger. It's the outcome of anger. It's, It's what happens after you become angry that can be the sin, okay? And that's what Jesus wants to help us with, okay? You say, well, hot-tempered and angry and all this other stuff. I meet with people all the time, and they say, well, preacher, here's the deal, though. If Jesus can get angry, then I can get angry. I'm like, okay. Well, Jesus got angry. Remember the temple? Jesus got angry, went in there. He just remodeled the place. He did go in there and remodel the place. But you can't just take that and run with it. Because why did Jesus remodel the place? Because they were selling worship. Because he said, bring me the best you got for worship, and, and that's your sacrifice to me. They were bringing some sorry old nasty stuff into the temple and selling it at the great price. And Jesus said, don't make a mockery of worship in my house. You do not don't do that. Do not. 
in some of y'all like, well, I didn't bring much worship today. I don't know. Is he going to come in here and remodel? Well, then don't bring him a bunch of weak worship, okay? You bring him the best in worship, amen? You see, I, mean, you, that's, that, I mean, let that remind you that you got to bring the good stuff into the house when you come to worship, okay? I mean, remember that guy that Peter whacked his ear off the guard? I mean, Peter got mad and said, Phew! took that sucker's ear off. Jesus said, excuse me, let me help you with that. Hey, you good, man? You all right? I'm good. I mean, Jesus kind of stuck his ear back on his head. Now, Peter got mad. Getting mad at Peter getting mad is not a big deal. What problem was, Peter grabbed the sword, whacked the guy's ear off. Jesus was like, oh, Lord, help. Lord, help. What are you doing? And he had to go pick it up, put it back on his head and all that stuff. Now, that's the problem. For you and I, he doesn't, he doesn't have a problem with us. Sometimes when we, we get mad, we're okay with mad. But it's all that stuff we other do, and Jesus is like, oh, Lord, Jeff. Mm. If you just went outside and talked to a tree, hit a punching bag or something, you know, you'd be a lot better off. But you did all this other stuff out of anger, and now look at all the stuff i got to clean up. Look at all this mess. This is what anger does. This is what losing your temper does. This is what, what losing it, period, does over stuff like that. And, 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 and Jesus says, that's what you can't do that. You can't do that. Okay, now I know some of y'all like, but Jeff, you know, here's a deal, dude. I was born that way. It's not my fault. It's in my DNA. My granddad was a hot temper. My dad was hot tempered. And I'm just hot tempered. And my wife knew it going in. She just just said it. She just knew it going in. Well, she knew you were going to wrinkle like a raisin, too, when when she went into it. But she still married you. Okay, but here's the deal. That's not an out to Jesus. It's my personality. I've heard that a bunch. I can't help it. It's hard. Duh, I know that, okay? I know that. My grandfather was three-quarter Cherokee. Don't take much to get them excited, okay? My dad was very hot-tempered, okay? All right? Trust me on that. He threw me hammers all the time, not because I asked for Hey, throw me a hammer. He just threw me hammers when he thought I just needed them, all right? And so... I understand about hot temper. We hung pictures in places at my house that you shouldn't hang pictures. I'm like, why don't I put way down there for? You know, because uh, dad kicked the hole in the wall. That's why, all right? And so understand something. Hot temper can run. But Jesus says that when you gave your life to Christ, you were born again. Uh-oh, that had messed up personalities. Messed them up. That messes up DNA because what happened? You got a blood transfusion, dude. He done sucked out all the sorry blood and put in his. He redeemed you. Your personality died at the cross. Your DNA died at the cross. How your dad was died at the cross. How your granddad was died at the cross. Traffic on culture died at the cross. All, right? all those people that got their driver license in Rice Krispie boxes, that died at the cross too. All that stuff that irritates you died at the cross. And now Jesus says, you know what? Because you're born again, you're a new creation, the old is gone, the new has come. Guess what? You don't have to do that. And when you do do that, guess what you're doing? You're digging up old bones. You're dead to that stuff. You're dead. Why are you digging that up? Why are you going back there? Why? That's not who you are. Beautiful example of that in Scripture is a woman caught in adultery. John chapter 8, it's a woman caught in adultery. You remember the story. Religious leaders, 
the ones that probably had a bad temper, <laughs> they brought this woman to Jesus. Said, law says stoner. What do you say? And I'm sure Jesus at the moment did what parents tell kids to do sometimes. You just need to go count to ten because I'm about to. All right, so go count to ten. And so Jesus turned around and squatted down and he wrote in the sand. And he turned around to her and he said these words. Go and leave your life a sin. Now, he said, where are those accuse you and all that other stuff? But then at the end, he says, go and leave your life a sin. Now, here's, here's what I want you to understand here. People come and say, the reason I have a problem with my temper, the reason I'm an angry person is because my DNA, my personality, my family, it's my gene, it's just who I am, and I can't help it. Hmm. I'm going to tell you that the woman caught in adultery probably learned that from maybe grandmother, maybe mother, maybe sister, maybe her friends. Okay? Now, Jesus could have easily turned to the woman at the caught in adultery and said, Look, sweetie, I, I know. You were just born this way. Go and continue your life of sin. I know you, you can't help that. You can't help it. It's just, it's just how you were made. It, I know your mom taught you, your, your sister did it. It's just the world you live in. They all do it. And so because of that, you can continue. You're okay. You just go ahead and keep being an adulteress. You just, that's okay. Jesus didn't respond to her that way, did he? He didn't respond to us that way. When we play the card, God, I can't help it. I just lose it. You know I lose it all the time. And I say things, I just lose it. And it's not, I can't help it. They make me do it. She makes me do it. They push my button. They do this. They do that. It's just me. My dad did it. I do it. My son's starting to do it. I can't help it. Jesus does not look at you and go, son, sit here for a minute. It's okay. It's okay. You can't help it. You can't help it. So you just continue to do that. We'll just hang those pictures there. Okay? And if your sixth wife leaves you because of anger, we'll just get it to seventh one. It's okay. It's okay. No, he doesn't do that. And you know he doesn't do it. Because y'all played the card. I played the card. God, I can't help it. Excuse me? I, I'm, <laughs> I can't help it. You, you can't help it. I couldn't help maybe stopping on the Via Dolorosa when I fell, too. But I didn't stop there. I finished it for you, big boy. You tell me what you're going to do is hard? Wham, wham, wham. I'll get the Kleenexes because this little thing that you're doing, that's not hard. Everybody that told me they were with me cussed me. All those that loved me beat me. They mocked me on the Via Dolorosa. I fell. I continued up Calvary, and I hung for six hours and died for you. And I got up three days later, and I ascended to heaven. I'm waiting on you. And I got the power that rose me from the dead. I put inside of you as a born-again child of the king. And you want to tell me that you can't help this thing? Oh, yeah, you can help it. It's hard, but you can do it. Because here's the deal. If your granddad did it, or your grandmother did it, and your dad or mom did it, and now you do it, guess who's next? Your son or daughter. You say, well, I love my kids. I'd do anything for them. Then do it. 
then just do it. Well, I didn't mean like that. I meant jump out in front of a car. Okay, jump out in front of one. You won't be angry anymore. You don't have any anger problems. That, 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 that grill will take care of all the anger you ever had. Okay? But here's the deal. You can do it. I have seen men conquer it because they surrendered, because they gave up, because they quit. They quit trying to do it themselves, and they stopped saying, I can't help it. This is the way I am. Quit playing that card. Because here's the deal. There was a man laying at a pool, Bethesda. He'd been laying there a long time. He couldn't get up on his own to get in some water. The, the tradition was when the pool was spinning, you got into it, you were healed. But you got to be the first one in. Well, the man can't walk. He can't be the first one in anything. Been laying there forever. Years, 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 years. And one day, Jesus walks by and sees him. What you doing? I'm laying here that this pool starts spinning. And when this pool starts spinning, this water starts moving in a circle. I'm going, I need somebody to help me get in there. And if I can get in there, I get well. <laughs> Jesus said, do you want to get well? Now, I'm going to say something to you. There's many of us that have anger issues that are laying around a false pool waiting on it to spin. We say we want to get in there, but you know what the real honest truth is? We don't want to get in there. We go to bed with our attitude. We go to bed with our anger. We like our temper. We like the way we are, and we don't want to get right. We don't want to get well. Now, you say, well, that's not true. I really, no, you don't. No, you don't. I've met some of you. You like that you have a temper. You're from Texas. You're tough, and you got a temper. <laughs> and I'm sorry, it doesn't honor God. So you need to decide whether you want to honor Texas or you want to honor God. <laughs> because that does not impress God. And God is looking at you, and you've prayed a pitiful prayer about how it's your personality and how you can't help it. And God's like, do you really want to get well? Are you just laying here for attention? I think you hug and go to bed with your temper and with your anger because it brings you attention. And that's why you won't let go of it. You've accepted it. That's how you are. You've accepted that you'll never walk again, that you'll never get in the pool, that no one will ever help you in. And you've had men pray over you. You've had women pray over you. You've had your pastor pray over you. You've even come down to the altar and, and really thought you meant business, and you never ever, ever gave it up. Came down here, took it with you, just like fishing. Lord, I want you to take this. I give it to you, and I don't want it anymore, and I don't ever want to do it. The whole time you gave it to him, he reeled it right back in. It's right in your boat. You should have never even casted because it's right here for nothing. Not here. It's all here. I got caught with my temper and my anger. I better say these Baptist Christian words to make somebody think I'm serious about getting well when I know I'm not. When I love what I got, and I'm not going to let go of it. Church, it's time. Jesus says, you got to put this stuff off. Look at what he says in the Scripture. Go to Ephesians 4 again. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Watch this. And do not give the devil a foothold. Mm-mm-mm. 
Let me tell you what happens to you. You get angry. You don't deal with it. You don't deal with the person. You don't deal with who your temper hurt. You just say, let the sun go down. New day. That's over. That was yesterday. Or was it really? All you're doing is, every single time you do that, the devil gets more and more of a foothold. And he's just building a wall. You know what that wall goes around? It goes around your heart. And before long, you get so cold, so hard, so calloused that nothing can impact you. Because you're just mean, man. You're just a mean, miserable person. And you're hard. And you know you're hard. You can read the Bible, and it'll just bounce off you like you're throwing a tennis ball off a concrete wall. It doesn't even penetrate. Why? Because I'm more in love with my temper and my anger than I am my king. And I'm going to hold on to it because it's me. It's who I am. It's my DNA. I was born that way. Here's what we're doing today, folks. You're going to take off anger, and you're going to put on grace and self-control. That's it. What the woman at the what woman caught in adultery, what'd she get from Jesus? Grace. She got grace. She got what she didn't deserve. Oh yeah, you're justified for your anger many times. You say, well, they deserve that. They did this, they did this, they did this. Well, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Amen? There's a lot of things I can do, I just shouldn't do them. I, I can get angry, and I can outburst, and I can justify why I did that to that person and why I said that. But is that giving grace? Mm-mm. It's not giving grace. Grace is giving them something they don't deserve. What the religious leaders wanted to give to the woman caught in the adultery was stones. What Jesus gave to her was grace. Who in your family, who at your work, who in your fear of friends or people you hang with, need grace more than anger. They've seen your anger. They've seen your temper. Have they seen your grace? They've seen you lose it, but have they seen you control it? Mm. People say, what difference does it make if Jesus lives in you when he, if he doesn't live in you? <laughs> Self-control. I can stop now. I couldn't stop then. Oh, really? Well, I haven't seen my mom or my dad do that. My friends, if you have the Holy Spirit of God living in you, you have the power to stop doing it. You have the power to stop. If you have the Holy Spirit of God living in you, you have the same Holy Spirit power that got a dead man out of a cave and he rose again. Same guy. So you can take the death of anger and rise up in your life, grace and self-control. So I've never done it before. Today you will. And some of you may be trying to conquer anger and a hot temper apart from Jesus. You will not whoop that because you don't have any power to do it. You can come to church, you can try hard, but unless you're born again, you will not do it. James says, I can't control my tongue. You're right. The only one that can control your tongue is the creator of the tongue. So you need to yield and surrender your tongue to Jesus 
and he will control your tongue. Because for 27 years, you've been trying. It ain't working. you got to put off anger, and you got to put on grace and self-control. We're going to end with Colossians. Go to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. GE Power Company, so you know you're at the end there. Colossians is a little bit to the right. Colossians 3, go to verse 7 with me. Colossians 3, 7. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourself of all such of these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other. We talked about that last week. Since you have taken off your what? Old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge, in the image of its creator. Mm. Take off the old self, anger, hot-tempered, all that. Put on the new self, which is being what? Renewed each day by the knowledge of the Creator. Okay? Put it off. Some of us have never, ever, ever, ever taken it off. you got to take it off. For some of you, it's not really a big deal. Anger is not a big deal to you. For some in here, it's a big deal. You get mad quick. You hang on to it a long time. You feel like if you let it go, they win. Mm. Bad, bad, bad. Not Scripture, not Scripture, not Scripture. None of that. Okay? And you feel like if you hold it, you punish them. That's what they deserve. Oh, really? You're killing them. No, you're not. You're killing yourself. Killing yourself. Look over one. Colossians 2. Look at verse 6. Colossians 2.6, so then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him and strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thanksgiving. Strengthened in Him by the power of the Holy Spirit, Rooted in him, rooted deep, man, in the word, okay, and giving thanks with overflowing. When the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. Mm. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You don't have to live in the bondage of anger and hot-tempered stuff anymore. You don't. It doesn't have to be you. It's not you. Okay? You are born again. The old is gone. The new has come. Is that you today? Is that you today? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, this morning, as we move to a time of invitation, Father, there really doesn't need to be a lot more said. We need to take off anger and hot-tempered. We need to take it off. 
And we need to put on grace and self-control. That's it. Take it off and put it on. And God, it's hard. There's people in here that have struggled with this for years. God, today they need to be set free, man. Let them walk out of here in the bondage of thinking that's who they are. And they can't help it. They were born that way. It's their DNA. God's not their DNA. For me to live is Christ. I've been crucified with him. And the life I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. The life I live now. God, don't let us live in a new body in old ways. We don't go together. God, may we put off anger and hot temper. And may we put on grace and self-control today. Set us free today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.